0: likely to prove most effective in narrowing down the haystack, he argued, was that of legend and folk story. He claimed that real historical events from the distant past could become embedded in what were apparently entirely imaginary stories of gods and monsters and other fantastical tales. His ideas were dismissed out of hand, and the relationship between Fahrenheit and his colleagues and superiors at Yunas became what could only be called vituperative. As a result, in the Venteuse of Republican Era 139, Paul Fahrenheit left Yunas in pursuit of what to his colleagues was the very definition of a wild goose chase, in search of what the isolated Habiru people— called The Rubbish Tips of Paradise. It was here Mr. Fahrenheit thought he might be able to find the first terrestrial evidence, if not of the flag people, then of the civilizations that briefly followed. Four years after Paul Fahrenheit's disappearance, the first volume of a fantasy fiction trilogy, entitled The Left Hand of God, was published. It was widely translated into some twenty-six languages, but its reception by both audiences and critics was highly polarised. It was greatly admired by some, but much disliked by others for its peculiar tone and odd approach to the art of storytelling. How are these two apparently unrelated events connected? It turns out that Mr. Fahrenheit was behind the publication of The Left Hand of God and a subsequent volume, The Last Four Things. These books were very far from the contemporary works of escapist fantasy they were presented as. As it happens, Fahrenheit's belief in the potential of the rubbish tips of paradise was entirely on the mark. To cut a long and bitter story short, Fahrenheit took it into his head not to tell his former employer of his discovery, as he was legally bound to do. Instead, he claimed Younas would, and I quote, smother the undoubted brilliance of what I have called the Left Hand of God trilogy in a dreary academic translation worked over by an army of self-serving pedants who would bury its vitality under a layer of high-minded dullness, footnotes, and incomprehensible and obscurantist analysis. Fahrenheit became obsessed with his belief that the modern world should confront these three books in something of the way their original audience might have confronted them. As a result, he took it upon himself to translate them a considerable intellectual feat recognized even by his detractors, and have them published under his mother's family name as the above contemporary works of fiction. Who knows how long this curious subterfuge might have worked were it not for Mr. Fahrenheit's indiscreet pillow-talk with a young woman who, it turned out, was not as trustworthy as he believed— and who promptly sold the story to a news tablet, which in turn led to Unas applying to this court for an injunction putting the rubbish tips of Paradise under their legal control. The Unified Nations Archaeological Survey is granted, as requested, complete but temporary control over the site. However, its suit to prevent the publication of the final novel in the Left Hand of God trilogy, The Beating of His Wings, in a translation by Paul Fahrenheit, is denied. Publication may proceed under the condition that the summary of this judgment is printed at the beginning of The Beating of His Wings. Both Younas and Paul Fahrenheit are given leave to add an appendix at the conclusion of the work in which they may explain their positions. Penguin Audiobooks presents The Beating of His Wings by Paul Hoffman read by Sean Barrett